0: This podcast is recorded on the ancestral lands of the Tongva people. Welcome to the Crate Well podcast, where we explore the intersections of creativity, wellness, and entrepreneurship. I'm Ray Saragossa, musician, singer, songwriter, children's music composer, essay writer. You can find my work on IG at at Ray And I'm Erica
1: Elon, photographer, painter, and always lover of small businesses. You can find my work at at Erica Elon on IG. And this week, we're talking about identity. Season two. Season Season two.
0: They said if I want to make it, gotta starve and stress and sell. But if I'm gonna be an artist, well, I want to create well. Yeah, you gotta create well. Oh my gosh, season two is here. Welcome, everyone. Welcome, welcome. Welcome to the new new faces and the old. Seriously. And um, for any of you who have listened to all of season one and have made it this far with us. Thank you so much. This is so insane. We yeah. are so grateful. Um, it's such
1: an honor. It's like, such an honor. And it's just so fun to feel like we've been in conversation with like this broader group of people. Yeah. We might not know your face right now, yeah. but we just we really appreciate you. it. Yeah. yeah,
0: we do. And it's just wild. It feels like we've built a community that's going to continue to grow even during this time where community is such a a thing that we're missing, you know? Mm -hmm. And so we're all so grateful that you're here, everyone, and we hope you'll stick around with us and um, interact with us. Send us messages. Let us know what you liked from Season 1 that you want to see more in Season 2. Let us know what you want to see more of and and whatever, you know? So thanks for being here. How was your month, Erica? Oh, my gosh.
1: (laughs) You know... It was a little bit rough, yeah. <laughs> this little break month. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it definitely included a COVID scare. Yes, it did. And it some did. of my dear loved ones getting COVID, yeah. who have all thankfully, gratefully recovered.
0: Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. But
1: it was a lesson yeah. and it was, you know, humbling. Yeah. COVID is humbling. COVID
0: is humbling and it keeps us all in check in terms mm-hmm. of, like, you know, I don't know, we have to we can you know be as free as we'd like but we also have to realize that we're living in a pandemic reality and it's the way we have to care for
1: each other has changed yes and i like Mm -hmm. you know i'm figuring out how to adapt to that yeah because a lot of it is not like our natural tendencies of loving people and of caring for them
0: yes so it's interesting (laughs) because I mean, we've talked a lot about boundaries. Mm-hmm. We should have a whole episode on boundaries. <laughs> I know boundaries are <laughs> I have none. <laughs> I, I, I have very little boundaries too. And um we've talked a bit about this, but I think that what's hard is that COVID is forcing us to have boundaries mm-hmm. and that's really hard. Yeah. Especially when we care about people and we want, you know, to be yeah. there for people. But we have to have this boundary with people because we live in a pandemic and we can't hug and we can't yeah. shake hands and we yeah. can't like just do things that are so natural to us. And so anyway, yeah. I'm sorry, that sucks.
1: No, it's good. Yeah. And I I um it meant that I just worked a lot. Yeah. Um and that was good and challenging too. So yeah. it's just
0: like, you know,
1: and then there's like
0: the election and all that stuff. How yeah. was your month, right? <laughs> My month. Um, you know, aside from the, the COVID scare mm-hmm. <gasps> Um, we've been we've been quarantined together. We're in yeah, each other's we're in each little other's bubble. Little, little bubble pod. Um, and uh, thankfully, Eric and I did not get COVID. Yeah, but um, knock on wood, knock on wood. <laughs> um, but other than that, my month was pretty great. Um, my album came out uh, a little over a month ago now, and that's been a whirlwind. Um, you know, I've been working on this album for ever like Mm -hmm. over two years it was pushed back because of covid and i just i feel like a huge weight lifted off of me um being able to share these songs with the world i feel more myself than i ever have in my life because i feel like my artistry and my work reflects my truth in a way that it never Mm -hmm. has before you know i really feel so present in the work that i've released. And I feel like it is so much more me than anything I've ever released. Mm. And that's a really amazing feeling. Um, Mm. It's a very cathartic feeling for sure. And so that's, uh, that's been my month. And also, you know, I didn't talk about this too much uh, last season, but I started working on a new Netflix show called Spirit Rangers. Um, It's a like preschool animated series following a cowlitz chumash family who lives in a national park and so i'm one of the composers on the show and that's been amazing it's been also an incredibly humbling experience because (laughs) i'm such a newbie at composing Mm. um and you know answering to like deadlines deadlines and like a really like high stakes television show and oh my gosh it's It's been nerve wracking. Um, I feel like I'm in like just constant like, oh my gosh, I really hope I do a good job. Yeah. So it's really exciting and it's a huge historical moment for indigenous people. Um, The whole writer's room in terms of like the writers of the script Mm -hmm. um, are all native. And so that's really cool. Um, And yeah, it's just like a huge honor to be a part of it. I'm so grateful that I like got the gig and yeah so that's what I've been doing. I've been really busy doing that all month. um, and, yeah, just oh, and I adopted a dog, oh my gosh, I don't know Where is I, he? he's right here, oh my Wrong. gosh, and it's so it's so exciting <laughs> because we talked on the pod so much about me like wanting to adopt a yeah. dog and here we are and here we are. and so I'm a new dog mom, and I'm so happy. I really I'm so happy, like I love him so much like. He's magical. He's a magical creature. <laughs> and if you follow me on Instagram, you know yes. how magical Bronx is. And so I'm just beside myself with love for this dog.
1: I love the photo. I think it was yesterday you posted yeah. with him. It feels like like a glamour shot. Was, <laughs> it was cracking oh. me up because it's so like beautiful and the <gasps> light is all glowing. And it's you and this little gremlin
0: Bronx. I know. <laughs> he, he, you know. He's so cute, but he's yeah. definitely like a little weird looking, <laughs> you know, like everyone knows like Bronx is like, he's kind of like a little grumpy gremlin Ewok of a dog, <laughs> which makes him even cuter. And he's got it this is. really massive underbite with like yeah. four teeth just poking out and it's like the best. And so he's yeah. like my glam. He thinks he's like the most handsome dog on the planet.
1: Yeah. And he is. He is. He takes all that and just owns he it. He
0: owns it, mm-hmm. which is really great to feed into our our <laughs> yes! theme identity. identity. Bronx, you're up first. You're <laughs> our interviewee today so we have a few questions. Oh my gosh, Bronx, how do you identify? <laughs> do you identify as half Ewok? <laughs> do you feel like you oh <laughs> struggle as a mutt? You know, being part Shih Tzu, park, part People Pekingese, ask you part Ewok. such problematic questions. Yeah. Oh my gosh. They're gonna be like, what are you, Bronx? <laughs> Who are you? How do you identify? Are your parents from this country? Oh, <laughs> no. Yeah, Bons gets it. He gets all the questions that I've gotten my whole life. But, um, <laughs> so, okay, so identity. Yeah, well,
1: okay. A big reason I wanted to do this episode yeah. is because of your album. Yeah. And I think the context that you've offered around it and within it. Mm-hmm regarding identity yeah is so important i, I just want to mm-hmm. hear you verbalize Aww. some of it um yeah. but identity plays a huge role in every song that you wrote and how yeah. you've put it all together yeah um so can you just like jump into some about your album totally
0: totally so if anyone who's listening doesn't know about my new album that came out it's called woman in color and um, it's out on my own record label, Rebel River Records. And um, the album is is all about identity. Mm-hmm. Um, identity, I've, I've, I really feel like most of my life has been just a identity crisis, to be dramatic mm-hmm. about it. Um, my dad is both of Akima Otham, Native American, uh, and Mexican descent. He mm-hmm. was born in California. My mom is a Japanese immigrant who's also by blood Taiwanese, um, which is very politically um, very complicated. She moved to the United States at the age of three with a stateless passport. No mm-hmm. country claimed her for their own and changed her name as soon as she got here. Um, so her name was Shuga, and then they changed it to Shirley. Um, and so Anyway my, I feel like I've identi- I've uh, in some ways inherited the identity crises of my parents. Um, my dad his you know uh, our grandma via she's from you know Arizona and she's our our Pima you know Aima um roots and yet you know she was adopted out of the tribe so she was never enrolled because of being adopted out and whatnot And then our Mexican side, you know, my dad doesn't speak Spanish. I don't speak Spanish. Um, But yeah, we're so much embedded in Mexican culture. Mm -hmm. Um, And on my mom's side, like, there was so much family drama, like, when they moved to the United States. I feel like both of my parents have felt this, like, this, like, like, that's a strong word, but this, like, Chasm of like a separation from their identity because mm-hmm. of trauma, because of a lot you know the, the trauma of immigrating and the trauma of being adopted out and and whatnot. and so I feel like everyone we've always been very confused like who are we? Mm-hmm. But yeah, mm-hmm. but the record, you know, it's about identity. It's about my mom's story. I have a song about her. I have a song about missing and murdered indigenous women. I have a song about um you know, feeling like the music industry is trying to put me in a box Mm -hmm. and just trying to be a a rebel soul about it and really reclaim who I am and speak my truth. And and like, you know, when people want to label me as this or that and just being like, no, like I'm I'm so many things and I refuse to play your game, you know?
1: Yeah. And can you talk, you've been writing on tokenization too because there's this like you know, within the white structure, that's yeah. almost the next step and yeah. of like whitewashing things right? Is tokenization. Yeah. And um I think it's so interesting how you've expressed to me in the past how you introduce yourself mm-hmm. yes. at concerts yeah. or even in an interview or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, maybe maybe just on tokenization. Yes.
0: Tokenization. And yeah, I just did this really awesome conversation with Lizzie No um who's another who's also a folk artist um on the difference between tokenization and inclusion Mm -hmm. and i i think for a lot of like the beginning of my music career it's just it's been a lot of tokenization um especially as an indigenous artist um a lot of times people are like oh like you're a native okay Mm -hmm. you're like officially like our native like spokesperson for our event and that's incredibly uncomfortable for me, considering the complexities of my identity. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times, people will use your identity as a way to prop up their um, their event and their f- mm. and like feeling like they're doing something good, mm-hmm. you know. And they're like, "Well, it's fine. Ray's here." Yeah. You know. Yeah. And I remember I had like a mentor come up to me he was like be careful about like you need to be so careful with everything you do and I'm like why and he's like because your presence is a stamp of approval on their Mm -hmm. event and I'm like well that's a responsibility that I don't want right but that's how it works a lot of times as a minority you'll be the only one in the room and they'll be like oh look at us like we're doing a good job we did it (laughs) because she's here and that is so wrong on so many Mm -hmm. levels and so basically in the article we talk about the difference between tokenization and inclusion being one is like this cosmetic like prop up Mm. you're still you're not even really speaking for yourself you're like there for some some other purpose and inclusion is when you're there and the the mic is passed to you Mm. and you're speaking for yourself and 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 all that and so um and so yeah so i talk a lot about tokenization um with this record and uh feeling like you know, like you said, like whenever I show up in a space, um, whether it be an an indigenous space or whether it be a like Latinx space or whether it be uh, an Asian American space or, or anything, I always insist on showing up as my whole self mm-hmm. and I always insist on, you know, if someone asks me like what my background is, I give them the whole story. Yes. Um, because <laughs> a lot of times people will only hear one thing or the he what They want to hear. Yeah, whiteness and-
1: lacks nuance. We don't, <laughs> we don't have complexity in anything. I mean, mm-hmm. I think so much of whiteness is lack of identity and lack mm. of a lot of things. So for, um, you know, within these structures, all that nuance is lost, um, particularly yeah. with the tokenizing, mm-hmm. the romanticization, yeah. the re- yeah. you know, the yeah. fetishizing of, of um, humans. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think you're... Yeah,
0: it's hard. I mean, sometimes like, you know, even with like ad campaigns, I'll do or whatever. Yeah. I-, I have to be very careful. I'm like, okay, do you want me here because like of who I am or because of mm. like... You know, it's like, it, like, I have to be very clear on, like, why I'm here. Yeah. You know, I'm like, do you want Ray Zaragoza here? Or mm-hmm. do you just mm-hmm. want, like, a token, like, prop yeah. for your brand? And so it's, it can be hard, you know. Um, but I think that, you know, I've been insisting for years on, like, being my full self and showing up as my full self with my whole story. And I now feel like it's finally Mm-hmm. really in practice with this record and when people ask me to speak um they even you know they're they're asking me to speak on behalf of my full self mm-hmm. and that's really really magical and wonderful um and so it's been a process and you know I've had so many you know I, I talked we talked about imposter syndrome with Connie Lim with Milk in the last season and about feeling like this yeah this feeling of like oh my gosh like people want me to be like a spokesperson of my 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 race yeah. and i don't feel like equipped for that yeah. um and so with this record i'm always trying to like show up with like my my vulnerable for, foot first and mm. my um you know i'm not you know i am a whole person mm-hmm. but i also feel broken all the time and i mm. really want to be honest about that and Imposter syndrome and tokenization and the oppression of, you know, minorities has, has, uh, has not had no effect on Mm -hmm. women of color. And this is how these insecurities are a manifestation of that systematic societal oppression. And if I don't talk about it, um, we're letting them win. And Mm -hmm. this record is like me being honest about um, the insecurities of my childhood and the insecurities of my adulthood and understanding that I walk with those insecurities every day and that my art and my music is a way of healing them. Mm -hmm. And hopefully also through healing myself, I will heal others who have experienced the same things and hopefully uh, start a narrative that will make it so that young girls who are like me won't um feel the same way when they're Mm -hmm. younger you know as they grow up so bronx stop (laughs) bronx good boy i love vulnerable foot forward oh my
1: gosh i'm gonna write that down
0: vulnerable foot forward Mm. super good so identity
1: (laughs) identity what are your thoughts oh my gosh you know, coming off of a month of the reality that 55% of white women voted for
0: What's-His-Face again. What? I yeah. didn't even know this. Oh, oh, you missed that I stat. I missed that stat.
1: <laughs> That's the real stat. It's actually, I shouldn't even laugh about it. But, um, you know, I think whiteness and the violence it has caused for so long and continues to cause just has to be a part mm-hmm. of uh, uh, us contending with that, mm-hmm. particularly as white women mm-hmm. has to be a part of our daily
0: lives and yeah. has to be a part of our creating. Mm. Um, yeah. Wow. I read this quote yesterday that you posted and it was like, um when people tell you like why do you make everything about race yeah. it's like someone benefiting from right race and it's interesting because even with the podcast i remember the first time i had like it's like panic attack i was like oh my god like what if we're talking about we're talking about race too much <laughs> and like people are gonna be yeah. like oh this is like why this are you guys about talking about our, race this is about, this is about race. <laughs> race and on, on pod save the people DeRay, he said mm. he, when he said people are like why do you make everything out race he's like well, why does race make everything about me? Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, just yeah. interrupt you, no. like. but that quote th- reminded me of what you just said. And um, anyway, so anyway, if, if anyone's listening, they're like, oh, stop talking about race. <laughs> race ha- plays a huge part in yes. creativity. It plays a huge part in entrepreneurship. It plays a huge part in wellness, as we talked about with yeah. Nicole. <laughs> and so anyway, continue.
1: Yeah, <laughs> no. And I think, you know, owning that, on a daily basis for white folks is a foreign concept Mm. (laughs) a very uncomfortable concept Mm. and um an absolutely necessary people's lives depend on it concept um and the disclaimer here i think before i jump into a little bit about art and identity in my world is that i do not do all this well and i really wrestle with it all every day. You do it so well. And no, that is not what this is about. It's it's a wrestling yeah. and it's like, um it it I just can't stress enough it has to be daily. Yeah. Um and I think, you know, so this last month has been an interesting month and I can't talk about all the context of it. Yeah. But I have been like delving into and the word I've been using is interrogating Mm. why do I paint Mm. and why do I paint how I paint Mm. and why do I paint who I paint because if if you aren't familiar with my work I paint predominantly large-scale portraiture Mm -hmm. I paint the women in my life Mm -hmm. um so whether that's friends or mentors or family I'm painting Ray right
0: now (laughs) um so exciting
1: and I've done this for I've, I've been painting in this direction for about six years now. Um, and what this last month has been for a series of reasons is really, really wrestling with the history of representational mm. art, which is the type of art I do. Okay. Painting people, painting right. figures. Mm. Um, it's history of a massive amount of violence. Mm-hmm. Representational art, I mean, if you go to a museum... It's been used to dominate nations mm, to wow. to start wars
0: wow.
1: um to subdue people mm-hmm. to ultimately kill people like mm-hmm. the way that it because before the media, before Instagram, before Facebook, before all these like digital visuals, we have painting mm. and the things that you chose to put on a pedestal, like a painting had a significant impact on the yeah. culture and on what was happening in the world. So I work mm. in a lineage of harm, mm. which the truth is we all work in these broken right. structures, but yeah, it's a like, very particular one. <laughs> wow. um, I, I think figurative work comes from a lineage of harm and it's a huge way to represent people.
0: Mm.
1: And so my identity as a white woman, as a woman who has white privilege, pretty privileged Mm -hmm. i'm tall i'm Mm able-bodied all these Mm -hmm. things Mm -hmm. for me to choose to you know represent um and in in my practice it's a lot about learning with people and uh, learning from people and sitting with people through that process of painting Mm -hmm. the process is more important to me but I do have to constantly ask myself questions mm. and interrogate mm. my own motivations, the way that I, um, the way that I profit off mm. of the work that I do, um, the way it's represented in the world, mm. and um, and the integrity behind all of that. Mm. Wow. Well. And I don't think I have any of the answers at all. I I think my work is the process of all that deconstructing, but it's certainly not a result of all that deconstructing. Yeah, And I think I've had this idea floating around in my brain the past few weeks, as I have seen firsthand a number of times from various figurative artists who profit a lot off of painting, specifically other cultures, Mm. um, is... I don't have to paint. Like mm-hmm. I only want to paint. I only I I can make art in other mm-hmm. ways and I do make art in other ways. Painting feels natural to mm-hmm. me as a way to wrestle with these mm-hmm. things. But if I never painted again, I think I would be okay. You know, like I don't ah! I don't need it. I don't like that. <laughs> no, but yeah. I it's more like, is this in the direction of healing? Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. And if, and if I can interject yeah. your work is so healing to me and to men to women and and not only women but the way that you portray people is is breathtaking I mean it's like it's like you portray these women in a way that's so raw and like um and so like feminine but also mm. like I don't know. Like, I mean, like looking at the picture of me that you're starting and it just feels so, um, it feels like very, like, like a, like a deconstruction of the soul, you know, mm-hmm. like you really like cut through to some truth in the way that we, in the way that we like are in like our s- cell. I can't, I can't like articulate how I feel mm-hmm. about your work because it's so, it's so, <laughs> it's Aww. so breathtaking. And that's why people react to it so much. And so, I know, like, you're so good at asking all the questions, Erica, <laughs> but sometimes you're so hard on yourself. <laughs> and I really think that, like, I don't know, I just, we are friends because, mm-hmm. like, like, even with identity, like, you are a guide to me as, like, I am a guide to you. And the, and the mm-hmm. questions that you ask yourself, I, like, I ask myself as well, you know, even as a woman of color, too. These are things that we all need to be asking ourselves. And... I think that the, the best, the best art, like the art that I resonate with most is ones that come from questions. Like we are here to ask questions to ourselves and to each other and to create art like within the questions. Like even when a woman in color feels like this huge question, it's not, it's not a statement. It's yeah. not like a finished product. It's like a huge question. And I'm not here to present like a finished product of who I am. It really is more like mm. an expression of a question, which is exactly what you're doing mm. in the way that you pro- you portray these women, and also you portray us. I can say that as a subject of your painting in a way that we could never portray ourselves. Mm. Like the way that you're okay. pro- you're projecting me is a is a part of me that I feel exists within myself, mm. but I could never like show it and like, take it out and be like, Hey, here it is. But like with your painting, I can, because you have taken that out of me. And that's, and that's why that's the thing about artistic mediums is like, we have a talent Mm. and by using it, we are healing each other Mm. and ourselves because we're doing this in a way that we can show these mirrors. Like your, your, your picture of me is like a mirror of myself. And um, it's powerful. Dang. So I, I appreciate all the questions you ask yourself, but also just like you know, always like take a step back and like give yourself a pat on the back, Erica, because you do amazing work. Oh my work. gosh! And <laughs> I don't know, like, we need to stop just like telling each other how much we love each other on the pod, but whatever.
1: You know what? I've been I've been so grateful for it, though in these weeks of kind of wrestling deeper into each of those questions the many questions so many questions Um, and this again in the context of this 55 percent of white women that I think we need to own and Mm -hmm. you know deal with um has been some actually a lot of really beautiful conversations with other white women Mm -hmm. in my life Mm -hmm. and like wrestling with them yeah um that has been a gift and I, I I that hasn't been a huge part of my life for the past few years, but yeah. um, even just, you know, over Instagram, over FaceTime, mm-hmm. um, walking together and, and going through those questions together has been
0: um, really good. That's, that's where the work is. I, I I've talked about that with Lizzie, you No know, on yeah. our talk house piece about how, you know, I think that with all these identity things and with, uh, the m- movements, a lot of people yeah. think that like the thing to do is to like talk to your, your bi POC friends and like ask them for information right, right, right. when it's really, no, it's like, <laughs> if you're like a white person, like talk yeah. to your white friends yeah. because like that is where the work is. Um, let your bi POC leave them alone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Don't ask them to educate you. So, yeah. Um, yeah so I appreciate that and that work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope that everyone listening is doing it, but Anyway, identity also when we, you know, the last thing we can touch on is about like aside from race, identity in art and as an entrepreneur. Um, I I was telling you today this morning about how I feel like I'm moving on from identifying as a singer songwriter. Mm -hmm. You know, and Mm -hmm. it's really just a part of my identity, and I feel like the whole point of this podcast as well is to start thinking of ourselves as artists, like full stop, you know, total. And to not think that, I don't know, like me and you, we both, I don't really think of us as like different kinds of artists. We just are artists and have like something else in our hands, whether it's a paintbrush or a guitar. But also I feel like there is, I, I want this will open up more of my artistry to do things that, I always wanted to do yeah. that I thought I couldn't do because I'm like, I'm like, no, I'm a singer songwriter. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah. Yeah. And owning the fullness of who, who you are fullness. in every
1: context. Yes. And it's, mm-hmm. it's a lot easier
0: said than done. It's like yeah. hard. Cause everyone obviously like society wants to put you in boxes and whatever, but I really, I feel like for 2021, which mm-hmm. is very close by, I really personally want to start f- thinking of myself as just like a full artist yeah and the music is a huge part of it It will always be the main focus of it because it is like my favorite medium but there's a lot of like kind of legs of it as well Mm -hmm. um yeah and it's such a relief
1: i think because i for years was always like i should be painting i should be painting i should be painting whenever i was doing anything working a side job going to school whatever it was yeah um And it's a relief to be like, you know what? This piece of education is an integral part of my artistry or this gig that I'm doing is just as much about the core values of the work that I'm creating in the world
0: um, that it doesn't have to disassociate. Yeah, um, yes. And especially, you know, people listening, if you have a day job or, yes. if, you know, if you're working. Um, that's part of it. That's a you part of it. You literally
1: cannot make your art without that. Therefore, yes. it, is it is a, a part, part of, of your, your, your art. art.
0: <laughs> and taking care of your children yeah. and taking care of your animals and, that's, and cooking and like all of these things mm-hmm. are all a part of your art. You wake up an artist and you go to sleep an artist. You're not only an artist when you have your paintbrush no. in your hand or when I have my guitar in my hand, which is something that I think, is so huge cuz it takes that pressure off. Yeah. Because I've always felt like oh if I'm not practicing guitar like 2 hours a day then I'm a freaking failure and I yeah. should like yeah. I should hate myself yeah. and so I I hope anyone listening like that just remind yourself like you wake up an artist and you go to sleep an artist mm. even if your entire day is spent um at an office or um waiting tables or 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 anything um i think that my years of waiting tables is honestly has fueled so much of my songs and and so just remember like every bit of your day is art you know yeah and that's a part of your identity and we are whole we are whole Mm -hmm.
1: yeah why why does the world try and just piece us apart because it's a
0: way of controlling (laughs) it's like People divided are easier to control. Yeah. And so even if we divide up ourselves, mm-hmm. I mean, just think about it. Like, I feel like I've stayed silent about this, like about my own identity crisis mm-hmm. issues, even as an artist, even with a yeah. platform, I've stayed very silent about it for years because I felt like it wouldn't, connect. That, that I was alone in it. yeah. And now that I shared it, everyone's like, wait, no, me too. Like, I feel that mm-hmm. way as well. And that's a part of that, you know, the whole yeah. like people divided are easier to control thing. So I could get into mm. all my conspiracies. I'm like, <laughs> 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 easy to control. You can't control me. But um, I think embracing our identities um, as artists, uh, racial identities, artistic identities, everything mm. is a part of like a radical reclamation of ourselves. Yeah. Um, that is very important. And it is. It is it can change the world, especially if you are a part of a marginalized group, if you are a woman, if you are a part of any th- piece of society that has been silenced, being your full self and speaking true to it and yeah. expressing it through your work is is so important. It is world-changing. It is a form of activism. It is yeah. a, for- a form of radical reclamation. It is a form of decolonization. It is very important. Your stories matter. And I hope you keep telling them and Mm -hmm. sharing them Mm -hmm. with us here on the phone. (laughs) And now for the Create Well Challenge of the Week. So for this week's challenge, write down everything that is a part of your creative identity. So maybe that's singer, chef, skater, dog mom. Make it look pretty, write it all down, and hang it somewhere that you can see every day. So you're constantly reminded that you are a vibrant, creative person with many facets of your creative identity. Thank you for journeying with us in Creating Well.
1: If you're interested in supporting us, join us on Patreon at patreon.com createwell. Our Patreon followers will have exclusive access to monthly live Q and A's, extra photo content and giveaways. Thank you to our first patron, executive
0: producer, Susan Anderson Nelson. And this week's featured song is Today by Rudy Kalma, featuring Kari J, Kalina Lawrence, and Mosaic.
2: These days I'm giving thanks to every night I make it home Mama praying for my safety cause I think I'm hella grown Everybody losing patience in they traffic route Throwing fingers in they faces with an attitude Smile like brother, how could I be mad at you? I threw a different frequency, decided just to check a deuce Another day, another dollar, and today my bills is due College student, I do it, moving with pennies and a prayer full I have to make my pockets full, Hit my contacts for the plugs, they still ain't coming through So I'm steady on the move, cause the work is never finished Hustle till all my people rich and every single village, yo. Just worry about today, the sun gon' rise in the BAME trying to make my paper. I'm in the whip, I hit the gas, every day's a wager. I could fuck around and crash, I could pass out. I need some coffee in my hand, it's a fast route. Every hour seeing different faces, many neighbors, gentrifiers or some locals that are now in danger. I have met a mason, met a ball, a couple millionaires. I met a racist, had a cancel on them here and there. I'm grinding, I'm grinding, I'm into the ops and never fold, always shake on, bake on Wake Up chase on Tryna make a change like Akon Long as you be moving off the strength of what you pray on. Always give praise for every day, never waste time. Changes are a blessing in disguise. That's a say Just a different opportunity for you to take on. Stay calm. Just worry about today. The sun gon' rise and tomorrow will be okay if you worry about today. The wounds will fade in the past, can't steal your fate if you worry about today. The sun gon' rise and tomorrow will be okay if you worry about today. The wounds will fade in the past, can't steal your fate. She shall. Francisco today, my stay praying too. When I'm on my way to the airport, checking when the plane board, Grateful for the support, heading out to perform. Different city, different country, different res. Blessed, steady thinking about every gift. Finished packing, so I hop a lift. Sidewalk waiting, and I'm wondering if Rudy be the one to swoop through. Cruising freestyle down the avenue, toward the freeway. Song on replay, tip the homie. And New communities, living, loving unity Spend my time usefully, tell my story truthfully While addressing Kathexis And moving through the day with intention Just worry about today The sun gon' rise Z-A-Y-I-K Every piece to the puzzle ain't the same Said God work in mysterious ways And everywhere I look, people running a race A bunch of chaos on my day off Wasn't what I'm hoping for Wait for other open doors or a different angle It's looking like I gotta keep a balance Things your amount two days another challenge To so get it right, feel the vibe How could it happen to someone else in another life? More than you probably thought well I guess I'm lucky after all. From the drug abuse and alcohol, from the money you frowned upon. No more luggage that I have to haul. No more running, got a problem solved So if I'm worried about today, guarantee your life will never ever go That's away.